eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan, sitting here, hanging out at uh, the 12.50 a.m. studios with our guy, uh, Dwight Albrecht, Dewey 300 on Twitter, uh, owner and operator of the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brilo, follow him at Bruce City Bowling, a.k.a. $2 Phil. Uh, and uh, you know him through all those youth tournaments he's done. He was on the PBA Tour doing a lot of the video and camera work and so forth for a lot of the stuff they do and still does from time to time, right? Helping yeah, out the PBA Tour. Just out in New Jersey. Uh, I still call it Carrier Lanes, even though it's, Brun- you know, Berlin or Brunswick. Right. But yeah, it was, you'll see some behind-the-scenes stuff coming out this weekend. Yeah. PBA social media. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. So always fun having these guys here. Got to talk about the PBA Players Championship. Uh, weekend one, because it's two weekends. Uh, so weekend one, three two-hour shows uh, that we had uh, going on here uh, over the weekend. Back in the old days, we had one one-hour show, uh, and now we're we're doing multiple shows and longer shows than we've ever done before uh, with the PBA tour. We've talked about this in the past, as far as you know, longer uh, step ladders and so forth. But here we are again with how this whole thing played out. Did we like how this played out? These many shows in a weekend. Not a fan of the format for TV. I can guarantee the players aren't a fan of what happened. To what get didn't on TV. they like? Oh, prime example, EJ Tackett, you're the number one seed. Any other tournament this year, he would have been guaranteed at least 50 grand for a major, finishing second. And he's out after one game, and it's a huge well, hit he to the faced, wallet. And, he faced the Tackett Slayer. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. We'll talk about the yeah. Tackett Slayer uh, coming up. But yeah, you're right. I mean, seedings wise, it was one versus what was McCune? What seed was he? 12? Uh, eight or nine. Eight, eight, or, eight nine. or nine seed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, it's like the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. I mean, you're right. the one seed in the NCAA tournament. You don't really get an advantage. That's you play right. the 16, and hopefully you yeah. win, and then the next round you may lose in the yeah, eight nine matchup. March, March Madness. Yeah. Format. That's yeah. kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's, so it's a it's a different format, different style. And I promise you, the PBA Tour wanted EJ Tackett to win. Like, oh yeah. There's no chance. Listen, anybody that 
uh, is naive enough to think that commissioners of sports and owners in leagues aren't rooting for certain things to happen mm-hmm. when we get to a postseason. You're crazy, right? right. So if you Radiance. think right now yeah. in the NBA that Silver, the commissioner of the PBA, would not love to see LeBron James in the NBA Finals, mm. you're crazy. <laughs> right. Like this is something that they would love to see. And the Lakers brand? And yeah. on top of it, with LeBron, I mean, yes. it's not LeBron and the Cavs. It's LeBron and the damn Lakers again to go back uh, and be there. Yes, of course, the NBA wants to see that, right? So every league has those teams that have huge fan bases that they would love to see in their bigger games or in their postseason because the fans are watching versus smaller markets where you don't get that. And in this case, McCune is tiny little door county and ej tackett <laughs> is like chicago yeah. i mean there's a huge difference in size of fan bases of who's going to be interested to watch player a versus player b right. so trust me it wasn't like the pba put this together and said you know it would be kind of cool if tackett got beat if he was the one seed like hell no that's not what they right. wanted right. they didn't want that at all there's right. no chance they wanted that and now again publicly they may not say that but I'll tell you right now, Bob's commissioner, I don't want that to happen. Right. To my one seat. I want Tackett right. on TV. I, yeah. Playing in the championships, I can tease it all week to watch EJ Tackett play. Uh, yeah, the, the other thing I came out of that, and it maybe is because uh, McCune won, is how quiet the crowd was. I felt like I was at a golf tournament. You know, all I saw was golf claps. I mm-hmm. didn't. I saw a few signs and a little cheering here and there, but it was from the families of the, of the, the players. players. Yeah, I mean, uh, the rest of the crowd was... You know, I mean, nothing compared to like Milwaukee or Portland, Maine, but nothing compares to bowling heaven in yeah, Portland. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, I mean, a little bit more enthusiasm would have been great. Yeah. Hey, you can't really control that necessarily. I mean, right. you get whoever you get from a fan base and right. you hope they get into it one way or the other. And part of this is, you know, you kind of have always had bowling like golf, right? Where mm-hmm. it's everybody's got to be quiet. Otherwise, the player's going to pull up and right. hold the ball and go back and take a deep breath because now his life has been ruined because somebody yeah. made a yeah. noise when he was throwing the ball. So because of that, you have to have, in my opinion, fans that are really tuned into how to act, when to cheer, when to be on top of it and have some experience. And you t- talk about two cities that has seen quite a bit of PBA bowling and TV shows in their markets. So yeah. I'm guessing you have a lot of repeat visitors back to these TV shows that oh, have experienced yeah. this a couple of times and know what they're doing. And here in New Jersey, while everybody loves it and Johnny Petragula's old butt got marched out there to talk yes. about the good old times. And that was cool, by the way, It was um, to have him out there talking about all the crazy stuff that's happened and everything else. It's not the same. Yes, it's 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 not the same fan base as it was when Johnny Petragli was in his prime bowling. Right away, we had to we had to get started to a new used to a new play by play guy. I'll get to him in a yeah. second. <laughs> and then there were uh, points during the show for whatever reason they brought up that like the mechanics were fighting behind the machines. Uh, the, the players could hear their voices. I don't know if Phil was able to pick up on that or. Oh yeah, sometimes so, I could hear it. Yeah, yeah from where I was so, standing. To me, that looked bad. As I, I used to be a mechanic. And when you're on a show, you want to make sure the machine's running great and you stay quiet. Obviously. So it just was a bad look uh, for that, yeah. you know. Um, okay, so let's talk about play-by-play guy. So play-by-play guy, John Fanta. Right. John Fanta, if you Never didn't know who he was coming in, yeah. uh, is one of the main voices for college basketball oh, okay. uh, on Fox. Uh, huge Big East guy uh, as well. Uh, and really kind of, I don't know, exploded onto the scene in the last couple of years, I guess. Has a huge Twitter following. I have his Twitter up here. His Twitter following is at 55,000 people. Okay. okay. 
So when I saw that he was going to be on, I clearly must have misread the tweet because I read his tweet because he tweeted out that he was going to be on. Mm -hmm. I read the tweet as it was going to be him uh, and Stone the way Mm -hmm. I read it. I was like, Mm -hmm. so he's the analyst. I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting (laughs) if he's the analyst or if Stone's the analyst. Either way, it's going to be interesting. So then I turn it on and I see that it's him and Peterson. I'm like, okay. first, let me say this. Randy Peterson, you are amazing because he knew he was going to have to carry that Mm -hmm. damn show. And he did carry that show. Randy Peterson came in and said, I got you. I'll do the heavy lifting. You just kind of add in a couple of sets here and there. He he really helped carry that show. Because if Randy was going to treat you like Rob and would let John just talk more, it it may not have gone as well. But Randy carried that show. And yes. jo- yeah, and John right. let him carry the show too. John yes, did it have. right, exactly. I yeah. mean, there's be too many guys that m- maybe the first time in that situation. I mean, somebody like me, that's you know, I might panic a little bit and just try right. to fill in spaces where the spaces should be filled by by Randy in that case. And he did a great job of just letting it breathe and then letting Randy fill in it. It, it yeah. could have been it could have been a lot worse if John just kept trying to to fill stuff in there. Now I'll say this. any bullying background in John? Not Patrick? that none, I know of. None that yeah, I know I of from talking to him. But, but he I, lives yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's, yeah. he's there. Mm-hmm. So that was probably part of it as well. You get, and I don't know how this all worked. Like, did they have somebody and somebody backed out? So then they rallied the troops to go get him. Was this done six months ago? Like this was planned. Yeah, like I, was, I don't know. I didn't I talk to Tom was, to know. It was very recent that they added John to that. So, so the original, from what I've heard, was that Lamont was doing the entire first weekend. See, there you go. And then Rob was going to come right. in for championship. Weekend. I figured this was something. Somebody got sick or what? something happened. Change of plans, and they rallied. To go get yeah. somebody, probably called Fox and said, "Hey, who else do we have available?" What happened and they probably Brian? said, "They probably said this dude is right there. He lives there. This is perfect. He doesn't yeah. have a bowling experience, but he's a good play-by-play guy. Yeah. Whatever." They said, "Cool, let's go." And yeah. they went away. They went. I'm sure Dave Ryan probably had a commitment with CBS Sports Network because that's who his primary contract right. seems to be with. Yes. So, and I'm sure it might be getting to the point too where it's going to be guys that are with Fox all okay. the time are going to be the ones. So, I, the I'd like to make a suggestion. And Tom Clark, you can ignore me like uh, you probably mostly do whenever I make a suggestion. Uh, But I'm going to make a suggestion anyhow. I'd like to try something. And I don't know how it would go. And you would have to try it. Um, Maybe I'm, what is it, bowling.com or bowling TV or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you try it there before you put it on TV. Right. But I want to hear what it sounds like. I'd like to hear Randy Peterson, play-by-play guy, and Barnes as the analyst side by side and let Peterson be the lead and let yes. Barnes be the analyst. And let's hear what it sounds like. Give them a couple matches to develop chemistry and see what happens. Have, Cause for me, that's a much better alternative. If it works, then Lamont or Fanta or the other guy you said, like yeah. any of those guys, yeah. I'd rather have that than just rotating play-by-play guys. Have they ever tried it? I don't think so. I don't know. Back yes, in the extra frame days, we had a PBA oh, 50 event you go. in Farmingdale, New York, and Randy was there, and Tom Carter, who's done the play-by-play yep, on extra, yeah, or pardon tour. me, the color for yep. the senior tour stops yep. for the last five or six years. Uh, they were both there. We had a injury and something we had to work around on that, and so Randy took over the play-by-play spot, and... Tom did the color and it was spectacular. Okay. Then that's something they need to consider Yeah, because instead of being in this situation mm-hmm. where you're and again, listen, I'm not going to bang on the fact that they got Fanta. Like I get it. 55,000 followers. He's well-known. He's there. It's his hometown or whatever. Like totally understand it. 
all I'm saying is going forward from a fan perspective, if I can have two PBA guys, bowlers mm-hmm. that are on my telecast and have somewhat of a chemistry because they've worked together in the past and both can riff off of each other about stories, experiences, yeah. lane conditions, yeah. back and forth of what they would do to there adjust. Yeah. That would be a unique thing. I'm going to miss Rob. I love me some Rob Stone. He's my favorite. Yeah. So if he's not there, I'm going to miss him. But he's been, now I get an experience that I normally would never get. He's been gone a while as he got that oh, many got other commitments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like Soccer the guy over and, at Fox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he does college basketball. Man. He does soccer. Yeah. He does everything for Fox. He's their like yeah. number one studio guy. Yeah. You know, along those lines of two PBA guys at the same time, I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s on ESPN, it was Mike Durbin and Marshall yep. Holman. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Durbin. And those on those summer tour shows, Denny and those Trainer. were always really crisp as well. Right. Yeah. Now, Denny had been a lot. I mean, Denny was a PBA communications director at the time as well. And and obviously could fit in there. But if Denny had other commitments and they did Marshall and, and Mike Durbin, it was it was it was an entertaining show. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, just try it. I try it on the try it on the internet one and and see what they sound like together. And obviously yeah. they both have to be willing to work together, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. there's beef, you can't do it. But it, as long as they get along and they're cool then why not try it out and see what happens? Cause Barnes is going to be at most of these events anyhow. So if he's there anyhow, and he's not on the show and he's not making it to be able to turn around and go, all right, dude, it's all you let's go. Yep. I don't know. I, from a fan perspective, I think fans would love it. I kept thinking watching the show is worse. Our Phil, you know, Phil did play by play for many years. I mean, Rilo, our Phil, yes, that, right that, here. Our Phil, our Phil. Phil, I didn't no. think about you. He's shaking his head no, no right away. Don't I, even, not even close to that caliber. Doing local KB, cable TV is one thing. Doing that type of stuff, no. Well, that the other thing is, you doesn't Jackabowski still there? Yeah, yeah he's he he, there. He fires up the crowd on the sideline and he's everything. He's done play by play for. Oh, yeah. Yes, he has. He did. That would have been yeah. another alternative. Nah, yeah. He doesn't have the following as fans, no. right? Right. I, he's not as well known, so you're not going to draw that. When you have Fanta, you're hoping to draw new eyeballs to TV that you didn't have before, right? Yeah. Yeah. These college kids that follow Fanta for college basketball or whatever else, maybe they're going to turn it on now because they like John because he does a ton of interviews, a lot of podcasting and stuff. Um, so maybe he got some new eyeballs to the TV. Yeah. How long those eyeballs stayed, I don't know. But it, maybe yeah. you got some new people to the TV set. It just it took time for me to get used to him. I, I I did like the excitement in his voice, you know, compared. Oh, he's a very fired up dude. Yeah. And anything he does on TV. Compared to Dave Lamont, Dave Lamont is a little bit much lower, lower key. And Chilled. Little, you know, um, so it, it, you had to get used to both of them yep. a little bit. But I did. Right. I did like his excitement in his voice and him and Randy worked great together. So they kind of sucked me in and I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I think I think it was fine. Between too. the two. Yeah, no question. I I don't have an issue with how it all played out, but I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, if Peterson could do play by play with Barnes, that could be something pretty unique where I think people could get down with it and it could be a lot of fun. Because as you pointed out, like Stone's not around as much. Mm -hmm. He's got other commitments. I'm not gonna just cut off Rob Stone and go, We're good, we're not gonna have you anymore. No, no, no. He's he's too important to the product. Fans love that dude. We're not getting rid of Rob Stone. But okay, you're gonna miss your shows. Fine. When you do miss. Now I get to give the fans something that they normally don't get. And if Peterson can do play-by-play, play play, it doesn't have to be Barnes every time. Mm-hmm. You could just rotate in guys. Belmonte, if he's not on his show and he's down, Belmonte could be the guy with mm-hmm. Peterson in the booth and, and doing uh, analyst work. Yeah, I think if Peterson can be too. the lead. And yeah. you say he's done it. So yeah, if that's the case, Phil, I, I would be open for it. Yeah, I uh, when he, I mean, he just knew exactly what he had to do. He goes, okay, I'm play-by-play, and he just, move chairs and it was smooth and seamless and and he knew when to let time do all the time once again it's letting your knowing when that color guy 
is out of the idea and then getting back into the play by play. And, and Randy again, did a really great job of doing that. Pete Weber with Randy Peterson. Oh my God. I'm oh, telling there you. There goes that radiance. You get that dump button ready to go, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And just go. Just let's go. Right. Let's see what, what he says. Yeah. People would tune in just to listen to him. They yeah. wouldn't even care who was on TV. It wouldn't matter. Right. He's going to be talking the whole show. I'm in. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what he's going to be apologizing for on Monday. I mean, yeah. There's one and only. Yeah, you're in, man. Highest rating ever. Five people nobody ever heard of bowling but people are looking to get to listen to pete it's uh, it is what it Sports is Center. yes all right okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's get to some of uh, the action here uh, that happened. So night one is your round of 12. Kevin McCune against Zach Tackett, and holy crap, do they look alike, him mm-hmm. and EJ Tackett. Mm-hmm. That, that's 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 pretty wild there. Yeah. Uh, McCune obviously uh, beat Zach Tackett. So l- let's talk about McCune first. Right. I don't believe I've ever seen him bowl to my best of my knowledge. And if I do, I'm pretty sure I would remember watching him. <laughs> that dude right. throws the ball hard. <laughs> and if you are watching this dude on Saturday night was throwing it over 22 miles an hour. Right. When he came back on Sunday, he had dropped it to like 21, <laughs> trying to figure out how to slow it down a little bit. But when you're throwing it that fast, Phil, you're not giving the ball a lot of time to react either. And really on that, shorter pattern the carter pattern they really needed to find some way to to either you know he had the idea with the speed because you either had to get right and let the friction take over and get the ball in the pocket because if you went left it read even earlier right and then so then you try to you can't use the old left and fluff move like some guys try to do that didn't really seem to work for anybody that was trying to do that and so you know advantage from mccune is you know he can do that ball speed 22 23 miles an hour and not lose timing rhythm form anything it's 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 amazing to watch how talented he is, uh, and you hate to say going to his dad's speed, but everybody remembers his dad Eugene as being the fireballer. Well, hey, Eugene had a touch too. I've seen him win, seen him win PBA fifty tournaments from fourth and fifth arrow, just you know, soft, right. softening it out there. So, uh, he Kevin's an underrated talent. He he almost was rookie of the year last year. Santu beat him out, and you're going to see a lot of of Kevin McCune in the years to come. I have no doubt in my mind. I didn't think he was going to be the tacket killer or tacket slayer by the end. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you I, beat Zach. That's nice. You're not going to beat EJ. I think, uh, yeah. And then he beat EJ, and you're yeah. like, holy crap, this dude is going to be sitting there and playing next week. Now again, I think for the ratings, I think that everyone wanted to see Tackett versus yes. Tackett. Yep. You know, so I, I'm at home cheering for Zach. Yep. I'm like hoping, but. I I've, have seen McCune bowl and I have seen his speed, not personally, but you know, on other shows. Right. Correct. And uh, so, 
Um, what did you guys not? And these switch? guys all grew up together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's the crazier right. part about it was yeah. after he beat Same DJ state. on Sunday. Right. They're like, oh, how was it? Do you know to beat DJ? And he's like, I don't know. I've grew up with this kid. I've known this kid. Right. I've right. known him since I was a kid. This was just me bowling against him on a TV show, pretty much. Yeah. Me just trying to beat a guy that I've bowled against a lot. Yeah. He made a comment to Zach after the matches. I hated to do it against you. Yes, yep. they have mm-hmm. that history. But, you know, I mean, someone has to win. Someone has to lose. Right. You yeah. know, what did you guys think of the overlays? I, I'm assuming it would have been done by clutch. Yeah, uh, the overlays were done by clutch. Yeah. It wasn't dyed oil. It just looked right. like an overlay showing the pattern on each lane. I'm fine with That's it. the first time I've ever seen anything like that. I'm fine with it. It looked yeah. good. They tried three or four iterations while the practice sessions were going on, and they came upon that last one with the yellow for the pattern. I think it reflected pretty nice on yep. TV, and it didn't give the guys any problems with targeting on the lane. They were thinking about maybe going to a deep blue, but when you know deep blue on lighting is a lot different than deep blue in the oil. The deep blue on lighting really would have blended out any targeting they had and stuff like that, and that would have been a problem for the players, so that's why they went with the yellow. So they didn't talk about it, but here's my question, seeing that you were there. Were the players able to see that on the lane, or did they just oh, yeah. see the normal lane? No, it was projected right on the lane surface. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. But that's also why you didn't see the ball track right. on the lane. Yes. Right. Or the lane breaking down, like yeah. you would see with the blue dyed oil. Right. Can you explain so. something to me? I mean, I'm not no technical wizard, nothing like that. I mean, I'm a little bit more computer savvy than Dwight. But, I, I mean... Dwight and I, I both, just can't connect to the internet. Yeah, Dwight, Dwight and I both struggle in general with computers. But but in general, I don't understand why we're having to dye oil and all this other stuff. Aren't we to a point in life where you can just have that on TV for the people at home to see where it is without having to go through this whole process? Like, obviously, it must not exist, and Fox must not have that technology. Because I'm assuming if they oh, did have the technology, this would have already been done, and we're not dialing, dying oil and everything else. I get this was the '80s. Okay, fine, I get it. Like mm-hmm. you, we, we're not that, we're not there yet. But with all the stuff they can do in movies and everything else, you can't figure out a way to make this work. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm surprised that we wouldn't be at that point yet. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than watching a football game. And they put the where, yes, where the, the first down line is. Yes, I mean, thank it, you. it can't yes. be that much different than that. But you have to specialize it towards bowling. Correct. And now, okay, Fox, you know, is Fox going to make that commitment? Maybe if they knew they had PBA for four or five more years, they might work with the production company, you know, the yeah, production where is crew, that negotiation that at? Because they were talking the last time we talked to Tom yeah, Clark. Uh, I have no idea. Still waiting to find out. Yeah. So that could be something maybe for next year that, you know, the, it goes to a to the graphic produced in the truck instead of the graphic projected on the lane by Clutch Bowling. Yeah. But I, I think that's definitely the way to go versus dying oil and everything else. Yeah. Like, and I would think... And we've never asked any of these bowlers this, but I would think the bowlers would prefer it that way too. Well, it's one less jersey you got to worry about every week. Right. Because <laughs> as soon as it gets on your – yeah. It's all done. Yeah. I mean, the balls the guys really don't care about because most of the right. time, they unless they really balls. like a ball. Right. I mean, Jesper was prime point of that. After Jesper lost, ball went right to a kid in the audience. Right. I mean, it, you just <laughs> gave it away. Just gave yeah. it away. I'm done with it. Nope. Never touching this well, one again. Well, he was horrible, so that was well. part of it. I mean, he wasn't horrible. He was getting – you know, he was having some bad luck to a degree. Yeah. You know, it happened, but in. It was funny when he hit that first strike. He was like, oh, I feel like I just won my first PBA title. Yeah. I mean, and that gave you an idea of how frustrated he was yeah, throughout were, that entire match. They were pretty tricky. Tackett yeah. was mad. I, I, During his match, you heard him talking yep. to himself and chewing yep. himself out. I, there was a lot of guys talking to themselves, being frustrated about what was going on this weekend. Remember how many of the shows we've talked about so far this year that they came down to the 10th frame or the last ball? 
And we only, out of all that bowling, I think there was only two or three games that came to it. And I don't think that's another reason that crowd could get into it is that, I mean, there were a lot of runaway yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, the first show on Sunday when it was the, the race to two, the first two matches both went to roll-offs. Yes. And I even then. hate that with a passion. Mm-hmm. I bowled all week. And now, right, I we're even up at one game apiece. What would you do? And now I bowl a couple of frames, and I'm I lose or win based on a couple of frames. Yeah, how would you Holy change? Holy crap! I'm bowling another game. Yeah, there's three games now. I get it. I totally understand. Right. So you're at a point where you're like, okay, TV is the number one concern here. Everything Time. else is secondary, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if I let them bowl a third game, we're not going to finish on time. Now, yeah. I don't know what the contract is with Fox and them, right? So I'm guessing they don't get to go over because God knows it went over Saturday night because of what was it, NASCAR or whatever mm-hmm. the yes. hell was on, mm-hmm. went over. So if you had a DVR at home, you're screwed. Right. You didn't see the end of the last match yeah. because your DVR cut off, right? But if you have the ability to push into the next program and they give you that ability and go, yeah, you can bleed into the next program if it goes long, yeah. man, then let them bowl a third game. Now yeah. they go, Hard close, like IndyCar back in the day, was yeah. two hours and you were out no matter what. It was yeah. out at that time. It was time yeah. or card or whatever it was. So, okay, fine. If that's the deal with Fox of so you have to be out, then I guess you're screwed and you have to do it the way you do. Yeah. Or or you cross promote and go, okay, for those of you uh, watching at home, uh, the rest of this will be continued at uh, Bowl TV or whatever, and you yeah. send them over to the Bowl TV broadcast or something. I guess that would be the other way to do it, yeah. but you're going to have a bunch of angry fans I guess if it goes that way, I just don't like, I think about this. This would be like saying in the NBA playoffs, the series is tied in uh, three games apiece. We're not going to play a game seven. We're going to play a quarter to determine Mm. who goes to the NBA finals or moves on to the next round. People would lose their damn mind. Like I want a full game. Like that's what it should be. But if they're trying to stay with March madness ish type of uh, theme, when it comes to the, um, the brackets and everything. Why were that then there are two game matches? You never see college basketball with no. two game matches. Correct. There's one right. game and you're out. Why did how did the players like the two game matches once they got to the quarterfinals? There uh, most of you talk to aren't the fans of the of the ninth and tenth frame roll off at the tie, but they understand it's TV and that's where the no, money's what he's asking from. is why is it a race to two at that point? Right. Why Instead is it of total just, pins, ask uh, ask the commissioner. I don't know. But why isn't it a one game match? Right. Why don't they just kept it one game match from quarters to semis? And just keep because moving. you're going to end up a couple of TV shows short then, if that's the case. Because then you would add eight guys bowling Saturday and then the other show, or eight games, eight guys bowling Sunday. You would add eight wait, more wait, guys. Wait. So we, we made it a race to two so we could have a two hour show? Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, well, if you I, look I, at the format, yeah, it's, it, fill, it fills the time frame. It fills, my question is did it need to be a two hour show? I'm sure contractually with Fox. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes with the TV and the talk with Tom and, and the guys at Fox that we see the never other know question. About. This is the other thing. Okay. And I'm sorry for those people that are stuck listening to this podcast <laughs> right now because I just got a lot going on in my brain. This is the other thing I want to know. And I'm sure they give Tom Clark this information. He's not going to share it, but I'd like to know it. Where are your TV ratings at at the start of a show? Where are your TV ratings at an hour in? Where are your ratings at 90 minutes in? And where are your ratings at with 15 minutes to go? Because in my mind, two hours is a long time to ask somebody to commit to watch two. Now, not for 
quite. But for for a lot of other people, no. two hours is a big time it commitment to watch thing. it, especially right. for older people who grew up watching an hour, right? right. And then if you go the opposite spectrum and go, the younger people, they all don't have a, attention. They, yes. they all have a te- ADD stuff going right. on, right? Mm-hmm. They, they all can't pay attention long enough. That's why baseball is showing the way they're doing it to yep. like two and a half hours yep. or whatever. And because I like that. these kids Speed are on up. their phones. Yep. They're talking to everybody. They don't have time to be sitting there watching bowling for two hours. So I'm just curious, like, are the ratings strong from the start to the end, right? Is it strong all the way through and it doesn't move? If so, keep it two hours next year. Right. I'm cool. But if you see the numbers start to dwindle, the longer the show goes, man, then go back to our shows. We don't yeah. need two hour shows. We don't need to do this. It's also hard on the rear end sitting in those metal stands for two oh, hours. Oh, you're talking about from a TV perspective, being there, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I saw a few fans in the stands yawning, you know, on the shows. That didn't look good either. You know, and those were taped, yeah. right? The show Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning here was live. The Saturday, the Saturday night, night at nine o'clock that was, time, taped, Central time. that was taped at one o'clock local time. Should be nobody yawning at that damn yeah. thing. That was right. in the middle of the afternoon. And then Sunday, the noon show here in Milwaukee was live and the later show was taped at three in the afternoon. So and now next weekend, next weekend, both live, both live. FS1 Saturday, Big Daddy Fox Sunday, and they actually changed the format for the Sunday finals because originally it was going to be two races to two when I when it was out there, but they got smart and they must have got permission to run over because now it's a best of five. So first to three will win. Ooh. So instead of, yeah, so now if it goes five and games no in a two-hour slot, yeah, no roll-off. So if there's a tie at the end of a game, obviously it's still the one-ball roll-off at the see, end of the game. Because, see, again, a lot of this is... <laughs> You're not going to get this in any other podcast. I'm just thinking myself. Nobody else is talking about this. <laughs> it's just us. But either yeah. way. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bet get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The other thing is this, right? So when you're talking about FS1, mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night, when this is going to air, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You ain't running anything live at 11 o'clock at night. Whatever you're running is a replay of something. So how mm-hmm. mad are they really going to be if I do a best of three with a third game and we run over by 30 minutes? You, he should, they're just running replay stuff anyhow. Like, yep. why would it matter? Now, if I'm on, as Phil called it, I like it, Big Daddy. <laughs> if you're on Big Daddy Fox <laughs> at, at, at noon and I've got a live NASCAR race at 2.30 or 3 and I have to be out, different. Yes. But if I'm running these shows at night and anything after me is replay and there's no live programming anyhow, then why the hell does it matter? Mm-hmm, right. Like, then you should be able to do more of that. Right. And again, I'm not involved with TV contracts. That's Tom Clark. But that yeah. would be my thinking and my logic going into it, Phil. Right. Am I missing something, either one of you? No. I think you're, you're spot sense? on. I think they could have ran 
till one in the morning on on Saturday <laughs> night, and it would have been fine if there would have been a different format for you know other than just the the single game match on Saturday. But Sunday too, yeah. I mean that race to two is it's it's loved and hated. Yeah. In a lot of cases, and I, I think if you went around and surveyed the players, and you could tell them the uh, response is anonymous, they would tell you they do not like that race to two format because of the roll off. Because of the roll off, right? But yeah. if it was best of three, they're in. Whole different story. Totally different. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree. And I'll tell you something else that I'd like to see. And I don't know. Now this may be impossible. My other harebrained idea, right? This may be impossible. And Dwight's me like, you can't do it. <laughs> I want to hear it first, but <laughs> I, I, I would love to see a situation where you bowl your, let's say it's race to two or whatever the dumb format is. Let's say mm-hmm. it's race to two, right? Mm-hmm. So, but instead of having it separated, so you bowl your first game and then you bowl your second game right away, you bowl your first game, you go sideways. Right. The next two come up, they bowl right. their first game. They go sideways. Then we lay down a whole new oil pattern on the lane and then each pair come back and bowl again. And then if there is a roll-off, the roll-off goes on that. That's So now instead of just bowling that same format and the oil just being burned up mm-hmm. as we bowl right. four games, right? right? Yeah. Now I'm giving you example. a totally different oil format yeah. for that second game, and everybody's got to readjust again yep. to doing that. And there's a little bit of a break, so you're not bowling back-to-back. Right. You get a chance to regather your senses and go. So now if Tackett loses the first match, and I'm an EJ Tackett fan. He's not bowling right away. Now, right. Well, I'm not going anywhere. I want to see him see what happens in this next match. Yeah. I'm going to wait till they bowl their next match. I think you hold people a little bit longer for those star players, too. Well, that's what ha- exactly happened with all the lefties. They died. And, right. Uh, because of what Butroff uh, did to the oil pattern. And, you know, and, and Randy kept saying the, the reason why Russo couldn't get lined up is just because of what Buttroff did to the ball. Oh, and Russo, Russo, God bless you. You cried afterwards about, oh, I didn't know how to adjust, blah, blah, blah. And Bill O'Neill was like, go on the PBA.com website, and Bill O'Neill said it perfectly. Bill O'Neill is like, listen up. This is the deal. Deal is, y'all never have these many damn lefties on a show. Y'all never have to deal with this crap. Right. We got to deal with this crap every, every week day. on tour right. with all these damn writers doing the same thing to us. Right. Welcome to our the world. Bell. Too yeah. bad, so sad. Because yeah. right. O'Neill had the whole right side to himself. Right. And he was loving life. By the way, yeah. you are looking good, Bill O'Neill. Yeah. I haven't seen Bill O'Neill. Wow, he is looking good, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm getting old and he hadn't aged at all. <laughs> that, that, but it's a little gray. But that is the thing. Like, yeah. that is, t- t- to me, I wasn't feeling bad for a lefty because like O'Neill said, deal with it. We got to deal with it all the time, man. Too bad. So sad. And that's what Randy should have just said it like, Hey man, I I know they're struggling this all the time. We we, we watch this every week with anybody having to deal with Belmonte every week on TV and everybody else. And the other thing that got brought up, I'm talking a lot on this podcast. I apologize. Um, The other thing that got brought up that I I thought was interesting when O'Neill was bowling Dom Barrett, Mm -hmm. And they brought up how difficult is them for them because of rev rate and everything else to compete on the tour right yes. now with all these two-handed bowlers mm-hmm. and the tackets of the world, these high rev rates. How much more difficult is it going to be now for these two guys to really go win TV shows yep. at this point, Dwight? Yeah, with their rev rates, they talked about yeah. O'Neill's rev rate being 420 compared to the other ones that are out there over 500. They talked about the ball speed difference. There was even a small bit that Randy Peterson talked about 14 pound weight with O'Neill. You did? Uh, my ears perked up on that one. Yep. And uh, Randy's exact words were tried it, didn't like it, put it away. Yep. You know, that's what you thought. 
I said to myself on my couch. Oh, that's what Randy said. I know, but that you were your ears perked up. Oh, yeah. My ears perked up and my brain said, give McHugh a 14 pound ball. I want to see what happens. <laughs> that sounds like I football. I want to see if he can get it to 30. I want to see what happens. <laughs> McHugh's gone between ball weights to adjust for carry. Sure. I, they talk about, I didn't remember hearing about that on the show either, but McHugh's done that several weight. times. Normally it's 15. Okay. But he's even yeah. sometimes gone 16. to 16. Yeah. With I'm not speed, sure about not? the drop into 14, but yeah. Right. He's changed ball weight to influence his carry as well. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, we had we had so much to talk about. We didn't talk about individual matches, individual scores, <laughs> nothing. The only other thing I, I want to kind of bring up here is pocket seven tens, y'all. Yeah. What is going Especially on? Especially with Vi. Chris Vi. I feel like we've seen pocket seven tens for the last, I don't know, well, they're two or three TV shows. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff going on, Tackett had it happen. And then Tackett, I thought he was going delirious. He just kept saying, really? Both of right. them? I mean, the match was over, and you hear him still talking. Really? Yeah. Both of them? He just could yeah. not get it out of his brain that it happened. And Vi had it happen, like you Twice. said, the night before. Yeah. yeah. So why is that happen? Somebody tell me. Just the late entry angle to the pocket, and the ball just doesn't pick That's up exactly enough. Right. And yeah. it, it, it's always happened on those longer panels. You didn't see any of them on the Carter. On the, yeah. on the 39, the you saw them all on the Weber. The pros was uh, getting to the pocket, but getting to the the ball to set up to the pocket correctly for it to carry. Right. That was the thing. Yeah. Yep. We actually talked to a couple of guys in the press conferences after about what was the difference between you getting the ball through the pocket right. as compared to getting it just to the pocket. And you get some pretty interesting answers on though that it, on that that even the fans that are new to the game can can understand. Right. So yep. yeah, there's a big difference on what these guys do out there. It, they're looking to get the ball through the pocket, not to it. All right. So let's talk about what we got coming up on Sunday. Uh, the finalists. Uh, coming up on Sunday. So Jacob Buttriff, Bill O'Neill, Anthony Simon, and Kevin McCune yep. uh, coming up uh, next weekend at Bolero North Brunswick. Who do we like, Phil Brylo, mm-hmm. in this one of those four? Buttriff, O'Neill, Simonson, and McCune. I, I got to go with Simo of in course. this one. I just, it's, it's too good a bad, of a bad year. boy, though. Yeah, he's got the left side to himself now, but uh-huh. I still think it's, Simon's going to find a way. He found a way. He had a terrible 48th game. He had the strike on the fill ball to tie Belmo to get into a roll-off to make the TV show, and then comes out and shoots 260 in that right. roll-off on a terrible pair of lanes. And he's proved it on TV now. He's in a couple of situations. He had to get up and gut it out again, and he's done it. And intestinal fortitude, when it comes to winning titles, he doesn't back down. Who do you got, Dwight? I ha- well, I have Buttroff in the finals with uh, Simo. Um, I, Buttroff looks really good. Um, uh, he figured him out more than anyone else. Um, I also, uh, loved uh, how Randy Peterson picked up on a comment that Simonson or Bill O'Neill said that Simonson can trick the ball where I can't. So Randy had some really good quotes yep. on, on these two shows, uh, some great points. He's able to do something. I can't was Bill O'Neill's exact words. You know, I'm just like, that's how incredibly talented, Simo is. I will say this. I'm going to go with Buttruff, though. You're going to go to Buttruff to win it. I think Simonson's going to win it. I agree with you. But I really hope McCune or Bill O'Neill win it. I really do. I think it would be fun. McCune would be a great story just because of the speed and everything else, the family legacy and all that. And Bill O'Neill, just because it's been a while. And Mm -hmm. that would be cool to have him back. It was cool to have his family there and then tell the story of his five-year-old who's never seen her dad bowl live before like that. And all the kids are there. I thought that was a cool kind of tie-in and story to the whole thing, too. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, One other. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, with him winning on his anniversary on Sunday, 
that was five, seven, 13 years ago, five, seven, 10. Yep. Anybody else catch that? Oh. No, I five, seven, 10 is his date of him, him and his wife's anniversary. So what bowler wants a five, five seven, seven, 10? Tad, right. Exactly. So yeah, so it's kind of, kind of ironic right there. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the other note that I had, I want to bring up Kevin Williams. Kind of wish he was better than he was because he'd be fun on TV on a more regular yeah. basis. If he could get there talking in the crowd, jaw jacking, yeah. Laughing when he was carrying double, everything unbeknownst to man. I'll get a double here. Yeah, I'd be given that crazy. dollar. He'd have a dollar on him. Well, I had Phil, to give it to him in the press conference. Right. Well, yeah. no, I wasn't giving up a two dollar bill for him. Man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I gave him a dollar. But I think he could be fun on TV if he got there enough because yeah. he was. He's got a little swag and a little cocky yes. to him. Um, I think he could be a lot of fun if he could get there. Well, and the whole thing. Some of those guys in the house uh, with with Kevin Williams, uh, Packy Hanrahan, Packy's right. yeah. very loose personality as well. But Kevin's the first one to admit it. As soon as he got there, he goes, "I was too loose." He goes, "I was a little too casual, a little too carefree with it, and it cost me early." And then trying to play catch up didn't happen. Sure, but on right. TV when he won, when oh, he yeah, was in that first match, did. Did. Yeah, oh, yeah. talking to the crowd. Yeah. I mean, that type of stuff is good. That's good entertainment. I'm watching yeah. this going, man. If he was better, he could be fun to watch. You know, mm -hmm. if he could get it's, on TV like a Belmonte or a Simo yeah. or something like that it definitely it was what that show needed yeah, yeah. you needed some personality you guys also pick up on how he was talking and looking at packy a lot packy was giving him a lot of hand signals from the stands yeah. oh no i didn't realize yeah. that's who he was yeah. talking to yeah nice so the, the, the whole house group they run together and they know each other's games and everything they support each other you know packy was doing some off uh, uh off camera work for kevin during practice while kevin was talking about his equipment and stuff like that so yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty neat little faction that got themselves here with the house how did so, they come up with the house name they all rent one eight they're all there's eight Air guys piling into an airbnb <laughs> here you yeah. go we're the house oh my god i could not there's no way <laughs> no, there's no way oh <laughs> uh -uh, man i did a trip road trip years ago when i was much younger and there was five of us yeah that's and we went too. down to the daytona 500 <laughs> down in florida and we rented a five-bedroom house in davenport florida um, and that was all right. I mean, a bunch of dudes drinking. Manage, was, we were right on a golf course, the whole deal. Yeah. But eight dudes? Yeah. Oh, I mean, because we had a five bedrooms. So everybody had their own bedroom. Right. Eight yeah. guys. I doubt it's an eight bedroom. So no, now you're yeah. talking about sleeping on the couch, I, shacking I, up in a room with a dude. Yeah. Oh, no. I also saw <laughs> Mitch Hoopy in, right next to Pat Yeah, Mitch, another one with the house. house. Yeah. yeah. Mitch, another one, too. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. wild. He is Dwight Albert. Follow him on Twitter at Dewey300. Phil Brilo, $2 Phil at Brew City Bug. Follow me at Sparky Radio. We'll do this again next week. Plus, we have our doubles. Uh, competition as well next week and we'll get into that yep. as well enjoy the rest of your day everyone have a good one